0: Hey guys, so this is our second episode um, of the FOC series, and today we have a very special guest, uh, the business and marketing teacher at, here at Eastlake High School, uh, Mr. Robert Neville. So um, it's great to have you on, so uh, do you mind just briefly introducing yourself and uh, what, how you got here to Eastlake?
1: Okay, uh, my name is uh, Rob Neville. Um, Rob to my friends, and you're all my friends, so that counts. Um, and then when, when everyone's graduated, they can call me Rob. That's, <laughs> that's the rule. Um, so I spent years in um, kind of the advertising industry, uh, working on a variety of different jobs there. And then I started working in, um started teaching a class at UW in storytelling and content creation. It's a business and marketing class. And when I did that, I realized teaching is a lot of fun. So I kind of look upon this as like the second half of my career. I can kind of like take what I've learned, move on, do other things.
0: So uh, so what what exactly made you interested in teaching? Or was it just a change of pace or was it something specific in the teaching industry that made you interested in pursuing it?
1: I just, I really enjoyed it. I was really like super happy just teaching, even like the work putting into like, um, create the lessons and everything else and to know how it was impacting. When I was doing it then, it was, I was, they were older, but it was mm-hmm. still like, it was like, I'm going to be able to use this. This is going to take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And after a while, sometimes in a job, in a career, you find yourself kind of doing some of the same stuff and pushing mm-hmm. things around. I was able, I was kind of excited about this new thing. And in teaching, there's a new challenge every day. Huh. So a new crop of kids every year. So I, I find a lot, I get really excited by it.
0: Makes sense. So uh, just out of curiosity, which would you prefer, college students or high school students?
1: What's that? Clearly it's high school. High school? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, so thank you for that. So obviously I think the main topics we wanted to cover today was, uh, obviously you have an extensive background in the business industry, and mm-hmm. especially like as having a career as long as you had. So we just wanted to um, pick your brain of sorts on certain topics uh, within the career and how some of our listeners may benefit from those skills that you might have or sure. any tips and tricks you might have for not just like a career in finance or business necessarily, but in any career in mar- in marketing yep. as you were for many years, or even if they went into a completely separate career, like a uh, food service management, something like that. Sure. I'm like, surely you have some tips or tricks on how to navigate any industry in general, like mm-hmm. when it comes to say resume building yeah. or stuff like that. So uh, just... The floor is open. Like, do you have any specific tips for how someone can, for example, uh, appeal to an employer when it comes to like, like how to impress an employer, how to prepare a resume, and uh, make sure that the employer or improve their chances of being hired?
1: So, if we're talking about they haven't gotten the job yet, yeah, I think the the most important thing you can do. I mean, it's it's all the foundational stuff. It's like the you know the blocking and tackling of like the business world. You know, it's just, it's the little, those soft skills mean so much. Being on time, looking right, saying the right things, doing your research, doing your homework. If you go into a uh, an interview, know something about their industry, know something about how, how they've been in the news lately, yeah. understand a little something about the person you're talking to. You. So yeah. if you're talking to Mrs., uh, Mrs. Greenberg, we'll name one of our associate principals here, yeah, you know, and and you want to say, you could say, you know, I, I kind of looked up and know, you know, maybe where they went to school, what their background is, and all that kind of good stuff.
0: Makes sense. So, like, yeah, so like I know, especially around this time, around summer season, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, high schoolers, I know quite a few of my friends are applying for jobs at right. various local businesses around right. the area. So do you have any tips for how to appeal or how to increase their chances of getting employed uh, at those kinds of local businesses where there might not necessarily be larger scale implications or a lot of information available in the right. business, but like how you would set yourself apart from all the other high schoolers who might be applying, who where you might not necessarily have background information, you might not necessarily have like a, a work experience, right. but how you can really show your employer that, I mean, you want the job.
1: Yeah, well, people really want to know that you do care and that like you've done some work on this. So let's say you want a job at Chipotle or something like that. Talk about how you know the menu because you, you frequently dine there. Um, maybe you can read up a little bit. Oh, you know, I know you've been in the news for this long and it's been, you know, how the company started and how big they are and what makes Chipotle different than Qdoba or Mod Pizza or anyone else they might seem as competition. You know, here's what I really like. I love the fact when I go there, it's like I can get consistency in my food or it's, it's customizable. I think that's great. I think that's, that sets... Um, Chipotle apart okay. and when I said that I almost used the word us because sometimes like, when you're talking to someone you say use the word us you know like you know what sets us apart from someone else yeah. all of a sudden you're almost like implying that like you're part of their team that you're on their you know team Chipotle as opposed to yeah. team Qdoba or something like that because th- the thing is you're setting yourself apart from other people who may not have done that and may not have cared and may not have thought about yeah. why they want to be there and also it's just a lot of like act excited you know, act like you really want to be there and you're like, mm-hmm. this is your dream. It's not your dream job forever, <laughs> but for that summer or that next year, it's going to be your dream job because that's a job that gets you to the better job, which gets you to the better job and not like you want to think this is my stepping stone, but for you. So you've got to like play that role. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's really great. So, so. Moving on to say you do get the job. Yeah. How is that? So obviously knowing a lot, a significant number of high schoolers, this is probably going to be their first time in the, mm-hmm. in having like at least part-time employment. So in your experience, obviously you've had a job for many, many years. Um, so how do you budget your time where you set aside time for obviously other work, extracurriculars? Like I know you run, yeah. you do other things. Like I, I remember uh, in class you mentioned how you did a bingo night at a local bar. So trivia. Like, yeah, trivia yeah. night. At a local bar where we I mean we had tons of fun in class with yeah. that. So like how do you set aside time for those things while also uh obviously fulfilling
1: your job? Yeah, I mean you kinda have to someone once said there's like three thirds of your life. One third is like, you know, sleeping and eating, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. One third is like your professional life. So it's school. And one third maybe everything else you choose to do. Some of that last third may be Homework or whatever. I mean, I'll be doing some grading tonight. You have homework. You have like other tests to study for. Some of it may be what else you want to do, whether it's sports or clubs, you know, gaming, whatever it might be. So you have to kind of pick and choose what goes in that third eight to like figure out what you want to do. And then if you figure that out, you know, and figure out what can I get rid of? um, And what are are my priorities? And working is that important? So it takes you... 15 hours a month but the thing about a, jo- a lot of jobs like that is like it's 15 hours while you're there and then you know you're you're forgetting about it and you exactly. show up so you're present when you're there but you, know, you take that away from the time where you got extra you know where you got some spe- some slack
0: so yeah so like i mean that was great so we were just wondering um so once obviously again a part of uh having being high schoolers this being their first job or their first time in uh in part-time employment mm-hmm. obviously this that also means that this is probably their first time actually getting a paycheck getting right some real money making some real money in their pocket so uh, do you have any tips for how they can necess- or what they can necessarily do with that or any tips on how to manage that whole situation where uh, they're not just going in there they're getting cash and they're just spending it right away
1: also well, like once you you get the money you're making some yeah. money which is good so part of it is like you're getting good valuable experience which gets you maybe a better kind of job but um, you know, you can always say, say you make just because it's easy math, a hundred dollars a month because it's you yeah. know nice hundred and easy to do a share out of this. So you could say, okay, you know what, fifty percent of this, it's fun money. I've been working. I'm going to use it to spend on what I want. You know, twenty. You know, the rest can be you know part of it saving because you maybe you're saving for a car, or you're saving for something else. You want have the money later on, maybe. 25% is earmarked for something special, you're getting, you know, it's holiday gifts or maybe you believe in something, you want to give the money away, whatever the case may be. You know, like, and it's the same thing with, you know, in my age, you know, I know the amount of money is coming in. So we say like, you know, you, you pay yourself first. Okay, here's some money I'm going to save. Here's the money that goes towards obligations. Here's the money yeah. that i what else am I going to do with, what am I left with for whatever I want to spend for that? Excellent. So you can just kind of create a general budget like a pie chart, um, because the nice thing at, at this age, you know, you're not going out and having to buy like essentials like yeah. food, like you know, food and stuff. Yeah, like you can that. take
0: advantage of uh, not having to pay for housing or yeah. living costs. Yeah,
1: like, that kind of stuff. So a lot of it's fun, but you can save it. And if, if you anyone was taking Miss Peterson's class, you know, you could start investing in some of it, even just for fun on a small scale. Use the time value of money; you can yeah. make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I mean, on that note, actually, you mentioned Ms. Peterson's class. So I, full disclosure, I actually took Ms. Peterson's class that semester. And uh, I just want to say to our listeners that it was a pretty valuable experience. So, uh, obviously, your position here as a business teacher at Eastlake, are there any specific business classes or any specific business topics you would suggest teenagers specifically to learn about or to get a little bit more educated on before they go off to college and enter the workforce?
1: Yeah, I think everyone it's Two really good classes, just crazy places to start, or it's business and marketing foundations, which is pretty broad class. It covers a lot of things. It's not incredibly academically rigorous, but it's. I always say it's got all the stuff that's really sticky. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I was yeah. talking to some people before the decade competition, and they're like spouting off the stuff that's mm-hmm. really works, and like yeah, all yeah, well, that makes sense. It still makes sense. That's really good, and because if you take nothing else. Even if you're not in business, you're always going to be a consumer. You're always going to be, you know, you're going to be buying things your whole life. It's nice to know how the whole system works. The second one, I think Miss Peterson's um, personal finance class is good because, you know, you're, also, you're going to have a household you're going to run, no matter how that looks. You're going to have a paycheck. You're going to have to figure out how to spend and all that kind of stuff. So, and then from there, you can figure out, boy, I really like numbers. Maybe I want to take accounting. Maybe I want to take retail operations. Maybe I want to take econ. We kind of like touch base, touch a little bit into computer science. Maybe I want to... Go see what Ms. Clickett is in computer science, yeah. whatever the case may be. I mean, that was really the
0: biggest thing. I think just to end off, what is one of your biggest takeaways from your career? From like either your at previous advertising career or your yeah. teaching career?
1: Uh, like I say, one of the biggest life lessons. Okay, two things. Might. I think first of all, for in this, I what I like to say is I think don't be too focused on wanting to specialize. You know what? I'm coming in as a freshman. I'm in a computer science. I think that's what I want to do. I don't think a 14-year-old knows what they want to do, and they probably shouldn't. They don't even know. They don't know what else is yeah. out there. Go out there and take a lot of different classes because it does two things. It tells you what really you like, and you got to do what you like, or else you're gonna to have to be miserable. It also tells you what you're good at, um, and it also, I guess, the third thing what it does, which is really cool, is no matter where you are. Let's say you're not into computer science, but if you understand IT and how that works, you're going to understand how everything fits together. Let's say you're not going to be in finance, but if you take some finance classes or econ, you're going to see how that all fits and how that works into what you're doing in that business. So that would be my one thing. And another takeaway probably from the business world is relationships and business are everything. You can be the smartest person in the world, but... If you look at the heads of companies, they're not necessarily the, the most brainy. They're the ones who understand how to we work well with people. Those soft skills, which we don't think are as important, yeah. the higher up you go become more and more important. How you work with people, how you bring everyone involved, how do, you, how do you get the most out of people, how do you motivate people? Those are super important and to know what kind of the value everyone brings and also the value what they see. So if you understand relationships – um, and you know how to like you know treat people and work with people, everything else falls into line.
0: Uh, well, I mean that was pretty much it. So I mean, yeah. thank you so much for coming on today. Sure. And uh, be- before we end off here, I just want to know your opinion, uh, who your pick is for the World Series.
1: World Series? Well, obviously the Dodgers.
0: Yeah.
1: Although, because well, I'm a Dodger fan, and and I'm sure obviously ones. I'm but a Braves yeah, and we, you're a Braves fan. Braves probably. Have to have, to although the Braves there. are they're hurting there. Their pitching looks a little dicey. Yeah. <coughs> well, Dodgers are hurt so I yeah. would say I'll to go with the race
0: yeah well I mean we'll guess we'll have to agree <laughs> to disagree there okay but uh, yeah so thank you so much for coming on and uh, yeah thank you for your time absolutely that's All fun right.
1: thanks